to the Powered by Mind podcast. I am your host, Joe, and this podcast has been created because I believe that everyone has the potential to live a fulfilling life and overcome any obstacles that come their way. By sharing my knowledge and experience, I hope to inspire and empower others to do the same. So, if you're ready, let's go. Today, I'm going to be talking about why it's super important to avoid taking action. For example, sending that response email or text message when you're all fired up or upset. Trust me, I know just how tough it is to keep your cool when you're feeling angry, but it's a really good idea to try and stay in control. Because when we react impulsively or in haste, we might not express ourselves or articulate ourselves in the way that we intended to. Plus, our anger mist or sadness might pass and we'll be left regretting the way we acted. And it's totally normal to feel angry at times, but it's also important to learn how to deal with it in a healthy way. So let's dive into why reacting or responding with our big emotions isn't helpful and how we can avoid acting automatically when we're in this kind of state by learning firstly how to be aware of our emotions and by being prepared for them with things that we can do to manage our responses. Right, well, this is not about anger management, okay, but more about how you react when you experience strong emotions such as anger. Have you ever received a text message or an email that made you really fired up, really triggered you? Maybe you got triggered and thought, that's not right. How dare they say that? You might have started writing an email or a text message response feeling confident that you knew exactly what you were going to say. I know exactly what I'm going to say. But then after sending it, you experienced instant regret or began to feel bad as your emotions calmed down. When that thing is said to us and we get a message and it upsets us, it's easy to react in anger and misunderstand the email or text message. So we might misread it. That intense emotion can amplify our feelings and distort the way we see things sometimes. So using our emotional primitive brain, which leads not to the best decisions, not fully solving the problem, and a majority of the time we actually end up feeling worse. So I used to react really impulsively to people that upset me when I was younger. I actually don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I still do react to people impulsively. But my recovery and awareness rate is way quicker now because I've learned that time is a really powerful and helpful tool. You don't have to react immediately. Often, it's better if you don't, especially if it's... And it's unfortunate that people can be like this, but if someone's trying to provoke you, take your time, take an hour, take a day, heck, take two days if you need to, and use it to your advantage, like people do when negotiating. So, for example, making an offer on a house, the person who talks first in the bid is often at a disadvantage, so don't act in haste and think before you react. Actually, the word haste means to excessive speed or urgency in doing something and most of the time we don't really need to move fast it can be a bad idea especially if making emotional decisions when doing something important like when working with animals horses in particular this can come into play they communicate through their body language and when you have a pushy horse 
Sometimes the game is the one that moves their feet first loses and it can be quite high pressure. They can be flicking their tail. You think they're going to kick you or maybe they're getting in a position that makes you feel uncomfortable. But basically, if you move your feet first, you lose, meaning you're not the leader. And sometimes you just need to get right out of there and don't worry about moving your feet. Just go, depending on the horse. The point is, when you're emotional, you can get reactive. And when you're angry and using your prehistoric brain and you want to act now, that's the fight and flight response, which is what makes us react impulsively, get all emotional and overreact. We don't think we have the time to make a decision and we don't want to wait to react. We feel we have to strike or we have to attack. And it's really uncomfortable to sit with that type of emotion that we're feeling and it can cause anxiety And realising we have time to think things over before reacting really helps us. It enables us to work with our emotions instead of being controlled by them, burying them or running away from them. Besides, you know emotions, just like physical sensations, they shift and transform as time goes by. If my kids are having a big emotion and I say to them, do you remember last month when you fell over and grazed your knee? And they'll either say yes, or majority of the time they'll say no. Either way, I can say, well, it's just like that. At that time, it was the worst thing in the world, and now you hardly remember it. Is it the worst thing in the world right now? No. So this thing that you're all worked up about will be the same. Just like that, it's going to pass. It won't feel the same. Just having that kind of knowledge that it won't always feel like this. And when we feel differently about things, they look different. It really helps them to have their emotion, so the big feeling that they're having at that time, but knowing it's going to come to an end, it seems to provide them with some kind of peace to move through that emotion. So what we need to do here is go with our big emotions, not fight it. Like a surfer, they don't fight the power of the ocean and they go with it. They surf the wave. They actually use it to their advantage. Try to ride the wave of emotion like a surfer. Go with the wave right to the end where the water will be calm and the ocean will look different. Sit with your emotion until it disperses. Once the big feeling has faded away, you'll be able to handle whatever it is you need in a calm and clear-headed manner. When you say something in a fit of anger or heightened emotion, it's hard to take it back, especially if you put it in writing. Speaking impulsively is one thing, but writing it down is a totally different kettle of fish. It becomes documented. And that's hard to erase. My children um, actually came home from school one day and and taught me this lesson that they had learnt. I think it was a bullying tactic. Tactique? I don't know what a tactique is, but it was a bullying tactic that the teacher had used this analogy of a scrunched up piece of paper. You may have already heard this, um, it, but it's used to illustrate the impact of hurtful words. Even though the comparison was used in anti-bullying demonstration, I actually think it, it clearly conveys the lasting effect of our words. So you think about a person as a piece of paper and every hurtful word as a wrinkle on that piece of paper... Even if you try to apologise to that person and flatten the piece of paper out, the wrinkles are still there. The wrinkles are still visible in that piece of paper. And it's a true for people. The impact of our words can't always be completely smoothed over. It's important to be mindful of what we say and how it can affect others. 
the absolute best thing we can do is try not to have any triggers. That would be the ideal uh, and start figuring out what they are and why we're getting them. But let's face it, come on, it's, it's not helpful when we're being triggered to think we need to get on top of them. Our goal here is to avoid reacting to unexpected situations that trigger us, so to things that make us lose our cool. Rather, we want to take a proactive approach and respond in a way that aligns with our desired outcome. So by mastering how we react to triggers can help regain control and improve our quality of life. And that positive change has a ripple-on effect of those around us, improving our relationships and setting an example of graceful resilience for others to follow. So how can we do this? It's not always easy to calm yourself down enough to think straight to avoid reacting when you have a strong emotion. I don't know if you've ever had anyone big enough like that, but it isn't always easy to calm yourself down for long enough to think through it. But okay, this is the things we're going to try and do when we do have a big emotion. First off, we give our phone or our computer to someone else. Okay, we're probably not going to give our computer to somebody else. Um, But maybe you can shut the computer down or, you know, step away from it and tell someone not to let you go back to it. Simply shut it down and walk away from it. Step away, do something else completely unrelated. Remove yourself from your device or whatever it is that you're going to respond to on. So even though you might be tempted to keep checking it, if you have a phone and it's a text message or email Give your phone to someone else and tell them not to give it back to you until you've calmed down or till you don't feel so upset and you don't want to keep reacting to it. So if you keep seeing it over and over again, it's probably going to make you keep reacting. If you feel that upset about it, where you feel very, very passionately and you really do want to write the email or the text message, that's fine. Just don't send it straight away, okay? Open a Word document or a notepad instead and... This is just so you don't accidentally hit send when you're crazy writing your response. But write out what you want to say. Rewrite it. Save it as a draft. But don't send it yet. Wait a few hours. And even when you think you've calmed down, sometimes just wait a little bit longer. Wait as much time as you can or as it's possible before you, you can send it so you can read it again. And you can think, you know, is this really what I want to say? Try your hardest to take the emotion out of the situation and respond with just facts. And you might realise that you don't need to say absolutely everything that you're thinking. You might also find by giving it a little bit of time, the other person has calmed down or apologised in that space of time. They might have changed their mind uh, by the time you're ready to respond. So give it a little bit of time before responding. Remember, sometimes people don't really care what you're thinking and that's okay. Don't waste your energy trying to change their mind. Think about your desired outcome. Imagine that you've made a successful decision. How do you feel now? Try and think about what the outcome will be if you sent that email. Try and think of the consequences. Now, I know this can be hard when you're in a heightened situation, so that's why giving yourself some time to calm down is good. Then you can actually think of the consequences. What do you alternatively, what do you want to achieve? by all of this, by your response. Do you really want to piss that person off by being right? Or are you looking for something bigger? How big is your need to be right? Another option is to talk it out with somebody else or act it out with them. I find this really good just to get it out because I'm a very vocal person, as you probably can tell. 
Find someone you can trust like a partner or a close friend. Someone you can be open and honest with. Someone who won't make you feel guilty about having strong emotions or for maybe saying a few things that you don't mean, but you just want to get them out there. Someone who understands that you may not feel this same way later. For example, you might say, this person said that I did something and I didn't do it and I'm going to tell them that they're no good and they're good for nothing and that's not right and blah, 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 blah. And that person that you're talking to might actually respond back with something that takes a different spin on your line of thinking of what you think that person's going to say back or that they might be saying, which may even snap you out of your big mood. And referring back to my fortune telling podcast, what I'm talking about here is not for ruminating on negative thoughts of what you think is going to be said over and over, which is what's harmful. But it's giving you a voice to stop you from feeling frustrated, gives you that voice by considering the different viewpoints and meanings in order to get a deeper insight and clear understanding. This way of thinking is actually quite valuable and it can generate fresh ideas create clarity and improve how we see the situation. It also gives you the opportunity to say what you want to say and express yourself without flying off the handle at the person that you're going to respond to or the person that's triggered you and saying something that you can't take back or that you might regret. Later on, when you've calmed down and you've gotten past all those strong emotions, you'll have something prepared in your mind for what you want to say. But you might not even want to say it anymore once you've been through all of that. You might still feel that you want to say it. You know, the thing that you've prepared in your mind or written down in your draft. And if you do, then say it. Just make sure you're not simply reacting and playing off your emotions. Like I said before, the reason for pausing before speaking is to make sure that we are able to express our thoughts accurately because overwhelming emotions can cloud our judgment and make it difficult to communicate clearly. I don't know if you have that, but sometimes I do when I have a big emotion. So I find this really helpful. Once we're calm, we can then express our concerns way more effectively. Now, I'm not saying don't have a voice and don't respond at all. There are times when other people's behaviour is just not acceptable and you do need to have clear boundaries. What I'm saying is don't have an angry voice and don't react with big emotions because a lot of the time people would just shut down to that anyway. When you have a clear mind, you can respond with the facts and not feelings If you're feeling really overwhelmed or if you're feeling super stressed, try getting rid of some of the adrenaline that's pumping around your body. I'm not going to expand on this too much because the automatic nervous system really is a topic all on its own. But it's really good to know a little bit of the basics about what our body is doing when we get emotional or stressed. So when when we get stressed or angry and too much adrenaline floods our body... It can stop you from thinking straight. And the reason for this is because it stops some of the oxygen that we're breathing in the form of shallow breaths. And it stops it from going to the brain to put that oxygen into other areas of our body, like our muscles, to help us fight or run, flight. And because of this, we don't think so clearly and we can become reactive. So that's kind of why. So take a break from what you're doing go for a walk. If you're at work and you can't go for a walk, go to the toilet, do as many jumping jacks or star jumps as you can or wall push-ups because it wouldn't be very hygienic to do floor push-ups in the toilet. 
Um, I guess you could put some paper towel down if you really needed to, but wool ones are much more hygienic. If you can get out, go and enjoy some time in nature. Playing sports can also be a really good way to reset your emotions and recharge and take your mind off things. So if you're feeling really stuck, try completely removing yourself from the situation by changing your environment. Take some time out and sleep on it. You've probably heard somebody say, oh, just go and sleep on it because things look different in the morning. And after a good night's rest, your brain has had time to relax and you can think more clearly. Instead of trying to prove someone wrong or arguing or trying to find the solution to the issue, look at the situation from a different point of view and see if you can come up with a possible solution. It's really important not to hold a grudge. Everyone has emotions, including you. Holding a grudge is only actually going to hurt yourself. So just to recap, when you receive correspondence from somebody that triggers you, remember you have time to respond. You don't have to do it straight away. And if your emotion is really big and you feel you're going to react, give your device to someone else or walk away from your screen. Your emotion will pass just like it has in the past. And the way you're feeling right now It's not going to stay the same. Just like if you've had ever had pain in the past or you've experienced something really sad, it doesn't stay the same. It goes. Find ways to let the emotion out. Have a big cry or use your adrenaline up so you can move through the emotion. Accept your emotion and don't try and suppress them. Worst thing you can do. Don't try to fight the entire ocean. Just go with the wave until it settles. The wave will not go on forever, just like your emotion. Get a clear mind. Things will look different when you feel differently about them. If you can sleep on it, even better. Write the response, but don't send it. Keep it until your emotions are not so heightened. Or role play or hash hash it out with somebody that you trust. Remember, that's quite important. Figure out what you want the outcome to be and you'll be able to know exactly how you're going to respond. Try sticking more to the facts to get your point across and that way no one can play on your feelings. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you like this episode, please share the love with a friend or someone that you know or that you think can benefit from it as well. And if you did like this podcast, please subscribe to however you're listening to it. And thank you again so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day.